0: Chapter eight, read verses forty-three and forty-four. You guys are quick. Well gotta point this out. We got some empty chairs in here today. A little holiday weekend. All the good Christians are here. Great job. just got to point that out, I'm just saying. Y'all there? Amen. Also, guys, real quick, if you got your Bibles today. We're going to be kind of bouncing around, but 1 Samuel chapter 17 and Jeremiah chapter 1. If y'all could mark those two places, we're going to be there for a little while today. There's some things I want you to highlight there. But again, let's start with John. This is Jesus speaking. Why can't you understand what I am saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do evil things, the evil things that he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar and he is the father of all lies. Let us pray. Father, we praise you, um, we praise you for allowing us as a church to be able to, hear, to, be, able to be heard. Um, Father, most of all, we praise you because what they're hearing is you, what they're seeing is you. We just want to thank you again for using us. Father, we've been a church for three and a half years, and um, it has been absolutely amazing to watch you work. God, the people that you continue to put in place, that continue to have your gifts, that lift this church up each and every day, Father, I praise you for that. Thank you for this congregation, the support that they continue to pour out on leadership, Thank you for friends, Father, that continue to support us as well. Thank you for other churches that continue to reach out to us as well. Father, today you've given me a sermon. I struggled with it all week and um, kept going back and forth. I just want to praise you for giving me confirmation that this is the word you wanted to give today. Father, in this moment, I need you to anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Father, I need you to take my distractions away, my lack of courage, my lack of confidence, my confusion. Father, I need you to strip all that away from me and replace it with your confidence, your boldness, most importantly, your love ask these things in your name. Help us to love, laugh, and forgive. Amen. Amen. Let's say you're on a journey, guys. It's a journey that you have to take. You you don't have a choice. You have to go on this journey. And along the way, there's pits that you can fall into, landmines that will blow you up, quicksand that will grab a hold of you. Doesn't sound like a fun journey, does it? But let's just say that you're given a map for this journey. And on this map, it tells you where every bit of quicksand is, where the landmines are, and where the pits are. My question to you guys today is what are you going to do with that map? Are you going to look at it once a month? You're going to look at it once a week? Are you going to look at it and ball it up and put it in your pocket? I don't know about y'all, but if I'm fixing to go on a journey that's that dangerous and somebody gives me a map that's got everything on it, I'm going to laminate it. I'm going to carry it with me everywhere I go. We're on this journey, guys, and this journey is called Life. And make no mistake about it, there are dangerous distractions everywhere in life. The good news is God has given us a map. This map is his own word, it's the Bible. And his word warns us of all the dangers that lie ahead, but it's up to us to follow it. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy that all scripture is God-breathed. So that means every word in the Bible is actually God's voice speaking to us. Can we agree on that? Amen. If you agree on that, Christian head nods. Thank you. Again, however, on this journey, there are many other voices. They try to grab our attentions and try to get us off track all the time. Today's title is, Whose Voice Are You Listening To? Guys, Satan is a deceiver. He's been trying to deceive mankind since the beginning. I want to go look at Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 through 9. Then there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels. The dragon is Satan. For those of y'all that stayed through Revelation series, y'all will know that, but that's Satan. And the dragon lost the battle, and he and his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. So since the beginning of time, since the beginning of, of the earth, Satan has been a deceiver. This verse is proof of that. The prince of darkness and his demons, they're roaming the earth looking for people to devour each and every day, but their attacks are not always obvious, guys. They have a way of planning and scheming their evil ways into our lives. And make no mistake about it, Christian warriors, they are really, really good at it. They're excellent at tricking us. There was a husband and wife, and the wife was online one day looking at probably Amazon, you know, something like that. I know that yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, While she was looking online, she found this purse. I don't know, ladies, y'all give me a name of a purse that's very expensive. Give me something. What was that? I didn't hear it. Y'all, too many at one time. That's too many different ones. That's a problem right off the bat, okay? It's a problem right off the bat. Louis Vuitton. Vuitton, Okay, good Lord. So she's looking at this Louis Vuitton purse. How much do those cost? $1,000? $1,000? Let's just say this purse is $1,000. So the wife is looking at this purse. It's $1,000. She goes to her husband and says, I want this purse. He says, You've lost your mind. Said, You can go to Walmart get $150. Looks just like it. She said, Well, listen, I'll make you a deal. If, if, if We're going to play a game. And she said, Here's how this game's going to work. You're going to stand in front of me. And if I say a country, you go to the left side of the room. And if I say a bird, you go to the right side of the room. And he said, Well, what happens if I lose? Well, you got to buy me the purse. And he said, well, what happens if I win? And she said, I won't buy the purse. So he said, well, that's about the only choice I got. So she sits there, and she says, crow. And he goes to the right side of the room. sits there, says, China, goes to the left side of the room. Sister says, mockingbird, goes to the right side of the room. Says, Canada, goes to the left side of the room. And she says, turkey. (laughs) Guys, that's what Satan does, see. He likes to trick us. He does this all the time. He tricks us into fights that we have no business fighting. We can stay out of these spiritually immature fights if we would just simply listen to God instead of the devil. But you need to understand, Satan doesn't always make it obvious that it's him speaking. If you think you're on guard, guys, because you're looking for... A red man with horns and a pitchfork. You're in trouble. You see, in today's world, he uses people through the news, social media, politics, our school systems, people you know in everyday life, and even the church. He uses these people to scheme and plot out his evil plans. Satan's been doing this since the beginning of time. In Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve, they've been told by God that they can eat from any tree in the garden except for the tree of good and evil. I know we all know this story. But the problem is, Slick shows up. I want you all to see what Slick says in Genesis chapter 3, verses 4 through 5. You won't die. Talking about the tree. If you eat from the tree, you're not going to die. The serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. See, Satan does the same thing to us today, guys. He tries to make us think we can be like God. He tricks us into thinking we are bigger than we really are. We can do whatever we want and face no consequences. Some of you have received a letter in the mail from your credit card company like I have, you know, I get this all the time, congratulations. You're a preferred diamond customer. We're going to increase your credit limit $10,000. Now, I never let a man to see those letters. (laughs) Just like Satan, guys, the credit card company wants you to think your credit score is as big as your bank account. The next thing you know, you're paying on a debt year after year after year after year after year. This is an example of Satan speaking to you through your own selfish pride and desires. He does this, and he does it through the desires of worldly things. We all want good things, guys, but we always forget to check with God if it's really good for us or not. We need to understand that God's no's are so we can enjoy his yeses. So, number one, don't listen to the voice of your own pride. Okay? Now, we're going to spend some time on this next one. I want to look at King David. David's father told him to take his brothers and the soldiers some food while they were at war with the Philistines. When David arrived, he saw Goliath. He knew in that moment that God had prepared him for battle, but I want y'all to look and see what his own flesh and blood said to him first Samuel this is 17 so y'all y'all go to this if you got your bibles open but when David's oldest brother Eliab heard David talking to the men he was angry what are you doing around here anyway he demanded what about those few sheep you were supposed to be taking care of? You know, this frustrates me that he's talking to David like this, because here's the thing. David had already killed a bear and a lion taking care of the sheep. I think he's doing a pretty good job, right? And then he says, I know about your pride and deceit. You just won't see the battle. This is his own flesh and blood, guys. This is his brother. This is Eliab. This is who we're talking about here. I need you guys to catch something from this verse. Satan is trying to get David to fight the wrong person. If David decided to stand there and argue with his brother for hours, he would have never seen his real enemy. How many of you guys have people like that in your lives today? That Satan puts there just to distract you. Here's here's my next question. How many of you recognize that? All right. If you're married and you're sitting by your spouse right now, don't don't look at them. (laughs) Just 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 listen to me. Look at me. Look at look at me. Guys, sometimes we fight against what we're supposed to be fighting for. Right? You know, your spouse knows you better than anybody in the world. They know your flaws. They know your weaknesses. And sometimes when you get into it with your spouse, guys, I need you to understand, that's just Satan attacking. And you know he wants to attack the home. We've got to recognize that constantly. We have to be on guard and realize who the enemy really is. And too many times I see families fall apart because they don't catch that. Think about this. If David would have got caught up in fighting with his brother, he never would have seen the Satan does this. He puts friends, family members, coworkers, bosses, politicians, social media trolls in your way to distract you from who you are really supposed to be fighting. He tries to get you to watch his left-hand guys when he throws a haymaker with his right. That's what he tries to do. Here's what I need you to grasp. Some of you are fighting with Eliab today. Some of you are fighting with the same person that King David was fighting with at that time because you're focused on him and your Goliath goes untouched. I want you to see what David did after Eliab insulted him. Let's go to 1 Samuel 17, 30. And he turned away from him toward another and spoke in the same way and the people answered him again as before. David is setting an amazing example right here. When you get attacked from someone and insults come your way and you focus on them instead of the actual enemy that you're supposed to be focused on, what David was showing us here is turn away. Get away from them. You're looking at me like it's not that hard. No, it's that hard. I mean, I don't know about y'all. I always like to get the last word in. I still struggle with that. But what David's teaching us here is get away. And I need you to catch what he did when he's talking to Eliab, his brother, and he turns around, he just positioned himself to see Goliath because he got away from the distraction. Too many times today, guys, there are people that are walking throughout your life that are trying to distract you. And I need you to understand something, too. Sometimes they don't even mean to do it. Sometimes, again, it'd be your own brothers and sisters in Christ. But too many times Satan will use so many people to get you to forget about him. The little things, the little comments that might come your way. I'll tell you something else. A lot of times some of those little comments weren't even meant to be rude. It's just you took it that way because your own pride got swole up. And again, it just distracted you from Satan himself. Christian warriors, don't let your naysayers distract you from the victory God has already prepared for you. I want you to think about it, man. If, If David argued with Eliab, that Bible would be a whole lot different. You feel me? If David spent time worried about Eliab and fighting him, he would have missed the battle with Goliath. How many times have you missed that opportunity to take out your enemy? How many times have you missed that opportunity to get into what we call the now Testament? see, that's the thing. That's the, David's in the Old Testament. There's the New Testament. Trust me, we're living the Now Testament right now. God wants you in there. But you got to hear him. you got to be obedient. you got to listen to him. You're not going to get in there unless you do. If you get distracted, it's keeping you out of the Now Testament. I want you to see... Well, Eliab wasn't the only man, by the way, that David had to go through. We're going to go to 1 Samuel 17, 31 through 33. Then David's question was reported to King Saul. And the king sent for him. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. This is King Saul. Don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You are only a boy I might add something to this sermon guys too many people look at the size of a dog in a fight instead of the size of the fight and the dog that's what Saul's doing here David may have been just a boy but the Holy Spirit inside of him was so much bigger than the giant that he had to face we had a guy that I used to play football with. His name was Ricky Haskins. Ricky Haskins was five 5'5", 125 pounds. That's it. Little big guy. But I'm going to tell you right now, I watched Ricky Haskins flip 300 pounders in the air. Guys, just because people may look at you and say this is all you are, that doesn't mean your heart isn't bigger than that. So many times people are going to try and do that. They're going to try and distract you and put you down. Don't listen to that. You listen to him. Listen to the one that lives inside of you. Because I promise you, you're a lot bigger with him than you ever are when you're distracted over here with others. I want to go back to this verse. We hear you are only all the time. The problem is we start to believe it. You're only a child. You're only a house mom. You're only a teacher. You're only a contractor. You're only a milkman. You're only a mechanic. You're only a pastor. I want you all to see what God says about this, you are only, in Jeremiah 1, 6 through 7. Then I say, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth, but the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only. When you say, I am only, you're believing that people see you excuse me, when you say you're only, I am only, you're agreeing with people. That's what you're doing. You're agreeing with people. Somebody told you that at some point in time, so you started to believe it. I want you to think about it as a kid, you know, and you're growing up, and you're four or five years old, and you watch Superman or Batman, you're like, I'm Superman or Batman, right? You know, childlike faith. You know what I'm saying? But then at some point in your life, somebody looks at you and said, no, you're only a boy. You're only a child. We start to believe those things. But I want you to catch something. It says, I am only. Who's I am? God. I am only. When you put you only with I am God, Anything is possible. Anything. So the next time somebody comes and tells you you are only, you say, you're right, I am only. That's what I am. Don't listen to the voices of others, guys. Don't let them bring you doubt on yourself. Now I want to go look at Moses. This will be the last story I want to talk about. In Numbers chapter 13, at this time, um, Moses and the Israelites were going to the promised land. There were 12 spies. Moses sends them to go check out the land before them, the towns before them, and so forth. Okay? So they all go out, and they come back. Let's look at Numbers 13, 27 through 28. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore. And it is indeed a bountiful country. A land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the kind of fruit it produces. What it is, right before that, guys, just real quick. They had stripped off some grapes from a, from, from a vine that were just huge. That's what he was showing them. That's what they were showing him. It's this next verse. But the people living there are powerful. And their towns are large and fortified we even saw giants there these spies were telling moses we cannot go to the land that god promised us because there are too many obstacles in the way i need you to catch this these spies that were giving moses this news these spies names might as well have been fox news cnn and msnbc These spies were giving Moses news that it's, it's all lost. It's horrible. There's no way we can win. There's no way we can conquer these lands. But guess what? Just like the news today, these spies were giving Moses this fake news. But then the truth showed up. And the truth, their names were Caleb and Joshua. Caleb and Joshua shows up. Out of the 12 spies, they're the only two. They show up and they said, yeah, you know, there's giants there. There's obstacles that we got to go through. But, but don't you remember what God told us? He, he told us that was ours. See, they didn't lose focus from all the obstacles. And what's cool about that is that Joshua, because he listened and he saw it, when Moses died, he took over. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think Moses knew exactly who to keep in charge whenever he was gone because he realized that only two men actually knew that God promised them this land and they held firm to that. They didn't let the obstacles and the giants that stood in front of them distract them. They knew good and well that that land was prepared for them and they were going to go take it. Guys, don't listen to the fake news Listen to the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus Christ. We get so caught up, guys. I think about this all the time. I want you to think about this, man. I know people that, and, and y'all forgive me if it's one of y'all. I'm sorry. I, just, I gotta say it. But I know people that will sit down and watch Fox News 24-7. I want you to think about if you took the time that you're watching Fox News, and you took the time to study your Bible, to worship, to pray, to focus on the actual truth instead of fake news, how much bigger a difference you would make? Guys, don't get me wrong, we should always be informed about what's going on, but we should never let the news make us doubt that God is in control. He's always in control. Always. The White House is not in control, guys. The Democrats are not in control. The Republicans are not in control. China is not in control. God and God alone is in control. And I promise you, you might be looking at me like Micah, but everything's so bad. Look at everything that's going on, man. All this stuff's going. We got guys arresting Trump, and we've got you know China over there trying to bring back COVID or whatever y'all want to say. It, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, guys. I don't pay. My, I, I never put my faith in man. My faith's going to go into God, and we've got to continue to listen to Him. Do not get distracted with the crud that's being put out there, stay focused on God. In fact, I, listen, I love y'all. Y'all don't come to me and say, "Michael, I can't believe all this is going on. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna look at you and say, you ain't focused on God. God's in control. He's got it taken care of. If you'll put your focus on that, guys, you will live with a lot more peace. That's nothing, man. If you watch news 24-7, you ain't got no peace, man. It's impossible. It's a miserable thing to sit down and watch that. You know what I'm saying? It's like my wife and and daughters watching football all day long with me next Sunday, you know? They don't want to do that. It's miserable to them. Social media is the same way. It's just fake news. Guys, there are already a lot of distractions in life, even when you're doing things right. Don't add to the complication of life by listening to others that don't even know who God is. Stay focused on... The truth. And the truth doesn't have a website. Truth doesn't have a channel on cable. Truth's got his own book. Guys, you got a direct line to the truth. You don't have to turn on a TV or open up your smartphone the next time that Satan tries to put this doubt in your head from fake news and social media and so forth, turn to him, pray, ask him for discernment. Ask him for discernment. Every time I'm struggling with a situation and I ask him for help, it may not be immediately, but I'm gonna get some confirmation Be careful about the fake news, guys. Quit listening to that voice. I want to end with a story, and I need you all to forgive me because I literally just heard this yesterday. So I actually wrote some stuff down in my notes because I don't know that I got it memorized, but I'm going to try my best. There were two lawyers that were in Alaska. Some of you all may have heard this story because I know it went viral. Two lawyers were in Alaska. They were getting ready to go home, get on a plane, come back to the United States. United States, Alaska's in the United States. Come back to the States, okay? And there was a pastor that was there that had a small plane. And he told these two lawyers, he said, hey, come jump on the plane with me to save y'all some money. Well, this lawyer, he didn't really want to get on this little plane with his pastor. But the pastor insisted, kept insisting. And he finally said, okay, yeah, I'll get on the plane with you. So he goes and he jumps on this plane. And he shows up. And it's this little bitty plane. He's a little nervous. But they get in there and they take off. And everything's fine. It's running smooth. Everything's great. About 10 minutes into the flight, a storm was coming. So it was real cloudy. And the pastor that was flying the plane, the pilot, Looked at one of the lawyers, his name was David, and he said, Man, we got a problem. He said, I can't fly in clouds. I pass out. This lawyer in there flown a plane, his life. Okay. Sure enough, they get in these clouds, and the pilot passes out. These two lawyers having no idea what to do. They can't see anything. You know, how many of y'all have flown on a plane into the cloud before? You can't see anything. So he hands the radio to the other lawyer while he's trying to maneuver this plane. And he says, call for help. He gets on there and says, hello, hello. Somebody chimes back in. It's a pilot of a freighter that's flying over. And he says, hello, do y'all not know any radio? You know, you don't know what to do on the radio here? Like, you're not supposed to just say, hello, hello. And the guy says, no, we have no idea what we're doing. And he tells him the situation. This guy on the freighter says, well, I'm gonna get you in touch with Anchorage airport and they're gonna help you out. So about five minutes later, the guy comes on. He says, I hear about your situation. I see what's going on. And he said, here's what I need you to do. I need you to listen to my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. I know where you are and I'm gonna bring you home. I'm going to bring you to the airport, but you got to listen to me. And he says, in about five minutes, if you keep going where you're going, you're going to hit a mountain and you're going to die. He said, we got to maneuver around that. He said, once you get past that mountain, there's a storm after that. And for an hour and a half, you're going to have to fly in a storm. And he said, I need you to understand me right now. Don't pay attention to the storm. Just listen to my voice. Just listen to my voice. They fly through this storm. Sure enough, about an hour and a half, he tells him, he says, okay, listen, I need you to start descending. He said, you're going to see some lights that look like a cross. That's the end of the landing strip. I need you to follow that. And he said, I need you to remember this. The cross will bring you home. So this lawyer's flying this plane. He goes down. He's not seeing anything. Finally, as they get just a few hundred feet off the ground, he sees that cross. And he lands the plane. They get off there in Anchorage and they put him in a hotel that night. It's about four in the morning. Gets in the hotel. And here's a knock at the door. He opens the door. And this man's standing there. And he says, David... Thank you for listening to my voice. He knew immediately that that man was the one that let him in. Guys, no matter the storms that you go through, no matter the mountains that are in front of you, listen to his voice. Don't listen to others. Don't listen to anybody else. He'll bring you home. The Bible tells us that my sheep will hear my voice and they will know it is me. They will follow me. Too many times in life, we get so distracted with all this other noise. The social media, the fake news, our own pride, other people. We get so focused on listening to them instead of listening to the one voice that's going to bring us home. Guys, one day you're going to go to heaven. And you're going to stand before the Almighty. And when he says those words, well done, my good and faithful servant, you're going to recognize that voice. You're going to know exactly where that voice came from. Because I promise you, you've heard him. I'm begging you guys, quit listening to the distractions. Listen to him. Listen to him. Let him bring you home.